everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Simitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. They're the official sponsor of the show. Awesome. Just a housekeeping matter or two before we get this train rolling. This podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even throw these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch them listen. All did that in one breath. But no matter <laughs> how you check the show out, give it some love. Give it that like. Give it that comment. Give it that five-star review. Helps all the respective algorithms, which, let's be honest, are going to kill us all one day anyway. Figure out how to get this show in front of more viewers, which I'm never going to complain about. But with all that out of the way, our awesome guest today from the Hetherington Group is Cynthia Hetherington herself. Cynthia, say hi. Let the audio-only audience hear your voice. Vinny K, hello. Hello, audience. Hi. Great to we're, see you here. We're so happy you're here. Pleasure um, to be here. All righty. So the icebreaker today is what are you currently binging? And I'm going to go first because I literally just started this show and I can't put it down. I mean, I've been in the middle of re-binging Mad Men, which we talked about on a previous episode. And somehow we started talking about The Last Man on Earth. And now I am two. So we were talking about Kristen Shaw from being yeah, on Mad Men. Kristen yeah, Kristen Shaw. That's right. So I'm like two or three episodes deep and I cannot turn it off. And it is so weird and funny, yeah. strange. And yeah. I can't, uh, it's really hard to describe. Like if you woke up tomorrow and everybody was gone. It reminds me of the leftovers actually. Remember the leftovers when yeah. everybody disappeared? Yeah. Cynthia knows. It's a good show. It's a good <laughs> show. I, I love this. a dystopian novel. This is a dystopian novel as if it were a comedy. So <laughs> it's a it's a hard comedy to watch because I okay so yes it's a dystopia in that everybody's dead. It's also a dystopia in imagine there's only like seven or eight people left on earth and every single one of them hates you. you know? like, <laughs> that's what this is. Like, they all hate this guy. And it's, it's so sad. <laughs> he's so hateable though. He's yeah. awful. Oh, I mean, he's not like a terrible person per se. No. He's just really cringe in a, in a lot of ways. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's not likable. Yeah. That one guy left is going to be the one that the last one you wanted at the party. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm binging. Cynthia, what are you binging right now? You know, I've watched everything that's ever been produced ever since, you know, TV film started creating because that's impressive. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I consume media like, you know, some people eat M&Ms, but I finally, finally, finally came to the final show that I haven't watched. I always wanted to watch because I, I, who doesn't love a good zombie flick? And that's um, The Walking Dead. So I'm ah. down season two. And there's been so many riffs off of that, that yeah. I'm going to have my, I mean, I literally watched all of Grey's Anatomy in like one sitting from like the time that that woman became an actress to whatever she's, she owns the studio now. So like 20 uh, years. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> pushed through, boy. You know, it becomes like an, like a, a journey at some point. You really stop caring about the plot, but you're just like, man, there's just two more episodes of this series. I got <laughs> Of course, of course. Wow. Um, I, I would say the the Walking Dead, like those first three, four seasons, that's some of the best television that's ever been made. So you're at season two right now. I mean, you're you're like right in the prime of one of the very best shows ever in its prime. 
I'm going to warn you, it goes a little downhill <laughs> after about like season five, six, uh, somewhere in that ballpark. But yeah, it has its it has its peaks and valleys after that, I'll say. All right. So I'm still in the thick of it. I'm good, Denny. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, this period you're in now to like season four. I mean, I would even tell Kate, Kate um, famously can't watch anything scary. Yeah. But I would tell you like those first four seasons or so. Oh my gosh, like some of just the best television that's ever been made. Right. Um, I actually missed the first few seasons of The Walking Dead. Like I I can't even describe to you. <laughs> you know, there's one little thing here that's really expert about this. If you really want to go on a diet because you're doing like your big night muncher, like I'm constantly snacking. Mm. You don't snack during The Walking Dead because you're sure. like, you know, grab a uh, a hot pocket or something. And all of a sudden, you know, they're caving in the head of some. Yeah, zombie. like entrails piling out of something. Yeah, exactly. you're like, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe I'll just put that aside. So I've lost five pounds since I started. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you that basically all the spinoffs are useless. I, I haven't um, started the new one. I, I don't even want to tell you who the, the characters are in the new one, one of which you wouldn't have even met yet. And the other would be spoilery to tell you survives all the way through the end of the 11 seasons. But um yeah i haven't started that one yet but the rest of them were just meh. Ah. but yeah, yeah i mean i i wish you luck yeah <laughs> i have to say like i know that it was an exaggeration but every every television show that's ever like i'm just now i'm going through my head of all the bad ones like um you really sat through all however many seasons of battle bots oh god <laughs> what's battle bots Really? You don't know what BattleBots is? I it don't know like what BattleBots is. I'm sorry. It was like a VH1 or MTV show where they would build these robots and they would like attack. The robots would fight. That sounds amazing. <laughs> You're telling me that's not a good show? That sounds like one of the best shows. Like that should win Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should not. Suck them robots for the 2020s. There you <laughs> go. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'm going to make this really easy. I, I haven't, we only filmed this show last like two days ago. <laughs> I, I no. haven't been binging anything new since then. I finished Ted Lasso, which I mentioned. Oh. Um, I, I did get to watch uh, The Flash and Across the Spider-Verse. Those are like two new movies in theaters and whatnot. Um, the Flash was very, very good. I am secure enough in my masculinity to tell you that it made me cry. So if I you want to go out and check that out, go ahead. I have questions. Yeah. So The Flash, is it? the the movie version of the tv show is it all the same actors no oh yeah okay. no so if you've watched like the the justice league movie with batman and wonder woman and all them that yeah. flash that's in there this is his movie actually if you watched um when the when the flash you're talking about had his big multiversal crossover um the flash from this movie and him had like a little like 10 second team up or whatever on that show but yeah. So wait, yeah. there are two flashes? You know what? I mean, it's it, well, I, could, yeah, I could go as far down the rabbit hole as you want. <laughs> no. Do you want to be no. explained to the DC multiverse no. right no. now? <laughs> no. Let's save that. <laughs> Why Let's don't we get... just cut the whole thing and get right to what the Heatherington group does? <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, make it easy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got a question here because you know sure, go ahead. I'm in the question asking business. So Vinny, yeah. you cried during the flash, but how do you feel about Barbie? I mean, did you start tearing up there? I, I haven't seen it yet. I have a six-year-old daughter, so it's it's on the agenda, believe me. But you're gonna have to hold it together, okay? Really? It's like that. I mean, we're talking about a show about dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was written and directed by Greta Ger Greta Gerwig, right? So she's 
she's serious talent. I can't wait. Oh, to see. Okay. Gonna, no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to end up seeing it. There's, there's no question about it. Like, um, Chloe loves Barbie. Not, I mean, she, I don't even think she really likes the toys. She loves the cartoons that they make. So, and they're so outlandish. Like they'll have Barbie in every situation imaginable. Chloe's favorites are when they make her into a mermaid. Cause that makes sense. <laughs> like Anything where Barbie is half mermaid or all mermaid, she's all in. Oh so, yeah. I'm with um, Chloe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a cross between Ariel and, and like, yeah. I mean, there aren't even that many of them. They only break out the mermaid thing like once every few years. It's it's like a special occasion when Barbie becomes a mermaid. How really? many seasons? A mermaid. Yeah. How many <laughs> no, not seasons, Barbie? movies. Like the, every, there's like uh, 50,000 Barbie animated movies. Some of them are embarrassing. Like <laughs> um, there are ones that look like they were produced to play on a PlayStation 2 from like oh. 1999 or whatever. And then there are others that look like Pixar made it. And it's just like, all right, what, what are the teams that are putting these things together? And why does one of them get to slack off? And the other one is putting in their A game. You know? I feel like we should, when this, when we're done and you've got the, the link for this, we should put the link to this episode into an email to the production company or sure. to Kenner or whoever needs to hear it. The yeah. criticism, because what you just said that's harsh. Can you imagine if like, not only am I thinking this, but the, the people that make the really good Barbie movies, if they're like, come on, <laughs> you know? Wait, why do they, they get, get to the same, Did we get the same budget? I mean, you know, right. exactly. Like, it's like every company, million, every company you know? has people that are sitting there just thinking about like some other department that's driving them nuts. <laughs> <laughs> not us. We love everybody at NJBIA. Right? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay i feel but like let's just say i wanted to find out who the people <laughs> slacking off were right nice. i hear that the hetherington group has some detectives on staff nice segue that is probably the first segue i've ever tried to do on this show and we're 126 well episodes done. deep right <laughs> very well I mean, done well done there you go so yeah we were googling you yesterday i gotta i have I gotta my moments it. not many of them but i do have we've them. been googling and we were like wow they're like detectives they're kind of badass. I kind of can't wait. We got to find out what she does. So yeah, we are all ears, my dear. Oh, God. So you're actually interested in what we actually do here. Yes. <laughs> well, we rate movies on a regular basis and we talk about our favorite TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> and NJBIA membership, sign up today. <laughs> Well, you know, like, honestly, we're, we're not far from what everyone else is out there is doing in, in their desk job or their day job. We're, um, we do in between, you know, enjoying, uh, you know, current culture and, and uh, all the different social things that are happening. Thank you. We're back out and doing that and mixing, going to NJBIA mixers, you know, meeting at socials and networking events. We're also um, doing a very robust detective business. We specialize in expert investigations and intelligence. Our area of expertise is doing cyber intelligence work, which is capturing information from the internet in order to answer core questions for our clients. You could be anything from a local businessman who's trying to increase his revenue stream in the plumbing industry, and you want to know more competitively about a business in your in your new world. In fact. One of our companies is an HVAC company in New Jersey, and they're trying to expand their HVAC 
business, but they didn't understand why no one was like picking up the phone and calling them. So we just ran like market and competitive intelligence in the neighborhoods that were reaching in. And we discovered that there was a very um, clear cut anti-message going out about them and undercurrent. Them specifically or the industry? No, them specifically. Wow. So yeah, it's it's not uncommon, unfortunately. And then, um, yeah, you want to build yourself up. You make the other guy look small. But then we're also working with the Fortune 50 companies. So we go we go over the place. We handle a lot of delicate, um, discreet, and compliance-driven investigative work. So, you know, kind of like throw those questions at me. Let's see what kind of answers we come up with. Well, when we say compliance, like, what are we talking about? Um, say, I, I'm the, yeah. say I'm the business owner and I... Help me out here. I, I want to know if I'm in, um, complying with various laws. That doesn't sound like it would need a detective, right? Well, it might not go full scale detective business on that side because we do run a big like saying detective is like saying doctor. It's like it's going to mm. be very broad based. Are you a podiatrist? Or are you a brain surgeon? Uh, both are equally important, but you know you're working on two ends of the body there. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. We we said. I mean, we, we were talking about petty before. Let's get petty. Is it more like I'm a business owner and I want to know if Kate's competing business is complying with the law? Is that maybe a thing? Wow. It might be. If if you if you're in the same industry, let's say you're an electrician and Kate's an electrician, or you're or you're um uh general construction persons, like you're putting up like high rises, you know, you could be anywhere from Atlantic City to Hackensack building high rises. And you think that someone's getting competitive advantage, either through bad practices, low bidding, or just, um, you know, kickback schemes, like we're fraud investigators here. So we might look at all the relationships that Kate has, if she's your competitor and say like, well, gee, Kate's Kate, you know, Kate could have even been in business, she could be second generation business owner, she might have you know, all the, the compliance things that she needs to put up maybe an LED, LED building and all those other pieces. But she's also related to the guy who's issuing the contracts out of the township she's running bids through. So we'll, we'll document, we'll find that, we'll document it, we'll make it available. Everything we do here has to be ready for the legal process. And which is my way of saying everything we do is legal and ethical. We we keep a North Star of moral standing in all the work we do. Otherwise, we look like these shady detectives out there that people like to make TV shows about but aren't in reality. <laughs> but then, you know, Vinny, maybe, maybe even as a business owner, you're just hiring some new staff, especially like new accountants or bookkeepers or anyone who's handling the fiduciary responsibility for your company. And you're out there gaming and creating new opportunities and, you know, hitting all those networking meetings and you're not looking at the books. Well, you want someone to run a background check on that bookkeeper or that accountant to make sure that, you know, the biggest amount of fraud that happens in the United States is within the same four walls of the companies that you work in. Yep. Yep. Those internal controls are key, aren't they? Huge, huge. And unfortunately, nobody, you know, people, this is something you learn very quickly in the intelligence field. People do not like making uncomfortable questions. People do not like confrontation. So if you feel like your aunt, your cousin, or your best friend's mother is running your books, but you notice that, gee whiz, she never takes a vacation and she's never out sick and she's been running my books for 10 years and somebody, finally, she goes out on vacation. She takes that trip to Disney with the grandkids and you're looking at the books one week and you notice some irregularities. 
you've probably at this point have lost millions of dollars, but right. you don't want it because it's Johnny's mom. This is the cost. You know, you can you can skim that millions of dollars, but what are you going to do with it if you can't go on vacation ever? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. It Very reminds me of fraud. What is the what is the called in accounting the salami the salami something the salami scheme that was yeah. when you just, we learned this on a previous episode with uh, Rebecca Fitzhugh I want to say from Sobico right. she was talking about how you know you just skim a little bit off the top a little bit off the top we were actually using the uh, Office Space Superman three <laughs> example where they they programmed the computer to like take a fraction of a penny every time somebody made a uh, yes. a thing and she was actually talking about how somebody attempted that in real life. Because it worked out so well in both of those films. Yeah. It's true. It's called the cuckoo's egg. It was a real case. There's the another name for it. I love it. Yeah. It was the first case ever done with computer forensics. Um, I'm trying to think of who wrote that, but he uh, he was a, a physicist who started looking at the accounting system for a business model within a university. And he noticed a percentage of assent was being taken at every time an allocation was being done. And sure enough, uh, Clifford Stoll was the author. He was the, he was the hunter. Unbelievable. Oh my God. And it's called the cuckoo's egg. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure about that. It's a long I time. Can't. I'm a little older than everybody here. So. I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Clifford stole cuckoo's egg. Well, I was a librarian in my last life. So I know a lot about books and, and uh, authors. I'm a big fan of libraries. What would you I say is that. the a common kind of a scheme that I, I don't know if either people are hiring you to find out or if they don't even know and you're just finding it out anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, again, the reason that we say the compliance and then it's rips right off what you're asking, Vinny, is like, what's the common scheme is that um, the insurers that we all use in the state of New Jersey require us to mandate that we're keeping like our data and our public identify information secure, you know, for your employees and your customers, because Listen, if you lose it, if you become a victim right now, um, oh, it totally slipped my brain, but there's a common scam going on right now. Uh, and like Ernst and Young and PricewaterhouseCoopers just fell to it. That uh, if you have your data and points of exposure and you lose it, you're going to have to be answering to all of your customers. It could, a, a large company is going to face millions of dollars in fines and a lot of backlash. A small company could be crushed. Wow. I mean, I, it's, it's interesting. Like I remember, I'm going to say years ago, like let's say 10 years ago when, and, and I'm thinking about like the big hack that Sony got where my information got out there. And I remember how mad I was. And they, they had to pay for like a year of identity theft, you know, um, insurance and all that. And now we hear it and we're just like, oh yeah, I guess it's Tuesday already. Okay. So my identity got out again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I mean, I have a case sitting over on my desk here and, and it's, you know, it's a very local person to me, we'll say. And he's like, yeah, my mom just got, you know, her identity stolen. And, you know, because I've been in the identity stolen business since the 1990s. So I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. What do you got? And no, <laughs> she is, she is being slammed. They're taking out mortgages on her name. Oh. She's got bank accounts. They're trying to open up, um, uh, retirement plans with U.S. Postal. I mean, they're, I've got this stack of papers. I'm coordinating with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, um, the U.S. Postal Inspectors, and 
a couple other agencies just and and by the way i could do that because i know a guy in all those places you know i'm from jersey right so i know a guy <laughs> and and i've got friends in all these little spots and everyone's gonna reach and help me help this guy's mom but oh by the way she's not some like you know like new york housewife where she's like rich and wealthy she is just a, a pensioner seriously yeah. a pensioner oh. whose whole life just got upended and like you don't want like your mom going through this. So can you imagine yeah. no. ugly what happens to these, with these people and the restitution she'll have her, she'll have to hunt this the rest of her life. She'll have to watch for this. Cause she, once you're damaged, you're damaged forever. That's oh a shame. My God. I have but, always wondered like when somebody takes out like a mortgage or something, can you just like call the cops and be like, all right, so I want you to kick those guys out. Did they pay for the house? Cause I'd like to move in. <laughs> <laughs> Where exactly is this house that I own, right? Oh, good Lord. Wow. And and it's not uncommon because uh, the way a lot of them will go after you, I mean, there's different types of scams and we could go on for hours about that. But the one is once your children are born, they're issued social security numbers. You don't really recognize your social security number until you're in your late teens when you start yeah. acquiring assets and have to start filing for things like credit cards or driver's licenses or passports. Mm-hmm. So you don't know about the activity. I always tell parents, get credit reports on your kids. Ooh. Get I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia had one of the first um, prosecutions. The attorney general in the area went after the Nigerian scheme, the old Nigerian prince. Yeah. She did this 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but one of their follow-up schemes was, is that there was a, there was a crime group that was taking out the social security numbers of children and taking out mortgages on their names and, and deed skipping and doing a lot of other stuff. Well, these kids didn't know until they were 20 years later. And that fraud was so deep. It was really ugly. So uh, awareness is important. Do you have to live your life in pure fear all the time and and speculation that everyone's trying to get you? Uh, Maybe a little paranoia is okay. (laughs) But uh, right now I found that fraud that's really hitting everybody. It's called move it. M-O-V-E-I-T. That's the big one that's moving around right now and causing a lot of big companies, a lot of problems. And guess what? We all operate with big companies at some point, whether they're financial institutions, insurers or something. So it's not a, a it's not an if, it's a when. What is it? What does it do? What does move it? What happens? It's it's basically hitting inside of these companies going into uh, vulnerabilities within the software. So you can go out there and read, like I'm looking at a couple different blogs right now that are talking about the different ways it's taking over. It's basically Russian linked ransomware. (gasps) So yeah, yeah, are you being brought into fraud, but you're supporting a war against the Ukraine at the same time? I mean, inadvertently, it's not like, but. Oh my God, insult to injury. That's awful. Yeah. So do these guys ever get caught? Like, Like the guy who, I mean, it's bad enough what he's doing but the fact that he involved the u.s post office that makes it like federal felony, right yeah i love it i love it when you pull in the feds especially postal because postal has teeth we often think about especially right. the tv shows don't mess with like, those guys <laughs> i mean and trust me i love my federal agencies dea atf fbi they're all amazing amazing organizations but you want to be afraid be afraid of postal inspectors <laughs> and the irs they have teeth there's a reason why going postal yeah. was a thing for so long <laughs> like as a, a, a saying let's say <laughs> 
Well, Capone even remember he wasn't yes. taken down for you know shooting a you know, mobster. It was it was tax evasion. So right. of course, <laughs> the IRS. Those I love are, it. Those guys. Hey, can so, I tell you that in New Jersey, if you're really interested in following any of these types of frauds or schemes, especially with cyber, we actually have in a New Jersey uh, fusion center called the New Jersey Kick. It's and um, cyber.nj.gov. And that could keep all the listeners and everybody up to date weekly. They'll send you out a little notice, say like, this is what you should be watching as a company. That's what I watch as a company. You know, cyber.nj.gov keeps me up on all the cyber safety tips for my company, families, and individuals. So you don't just get watching recommendations here. Now you have a pro tip that you can actually put into place. (laughs) Well, the guy that runs this, our New Jersey CISA, Mike Garrity, um, when I started out, I was a librarian and he was a trooper. It was the nineties. Nobody heard of cyber crime at the time. He started, you know, with his troop, he started what was computer forensics in the state of New Jersey. So as, as deep and as wide as we go now, as expert as we are, a lot of it goes back to Mike Garrett and what he's done. So he, he very fittingly is at the helm now managing all of our cybersecurity for the state. And I don't envy him that at all because that's a tough job. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So I want to get back to, do these guys ever get caught? Because my, my suspicion is that not very often is the answer. Um, but I want them to be punished. I want the postal service to come down like a ton of bricks on them, but probably not. Well, Kate, keep in mind that the crime is not happening against you. <laughs> the crime is happening against the financial institution that's being duped that you are actually taking out loans and liens. And well, yeah. out. didn't you just say that that, you know, the, the person's mother was going to be ha- going to have to like fight this for the rest of her life. That that's not a, not a thing, right? It's, she's inconvenienced, but the crime is not against her. Hey, inconveniencing is <laughs> a thing, all right? I have enough going on in my life. If some cyber criminal wants to inconvenience me, even a little bit, they're adding on to the mountain, okay? Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really horrible what happens with these things. But the truth is, is like, if, if you feel like you're being the victim of any kind of identity theft and you're seeing it from like what she did, she's like, hey, I got a letter from some credit agency that said that they denied my credit application, but I didn't apply. And then she started piecing things together. I mean, her family happens to be associated to a detective agency. So we dove in and started looking at it and we see where all these pieces. Now I'm trying to decide and find out. And I honestly have to pick up the case, but uh, I'm trying to decide if it was an inside job, if someone close to her home, which is common, you know, decided to start playing with like Aunt Melinda's uh, profile or or if this is an organized crime group. Now, if it's an organized crime group and we'll (laughs) discover that, we will find, you know, the head of that Hydra and we will hand that over to the right authorities. And if it's a local family member, you know, we'll, we'll get local authorities to help with that. But these people never give back. They never have the money in hand. It's not like you're going to go get this back and and, you know, I'm being just very honest with the listeners is that you, as soon as you feel like this intrusion is happening, you immediately, please call your local police department, have that conversation with the desk detective. They might even elevate you to the prosecutor's office. Our detective agent, our detectives within our local municipalities are kind of small and are not always equipped, but we'll always work with the different county agencies to help. 
A great example, if I could just riff on this, is a New Jersey case. A colleague of mine in a women present uh, women presidents organization I belong to, she realized after probably a year and a half, one of her former employees had took on her business name and was applying for contracts under her business name. <gasps> so business identity theft. Oh my God. And she was using these online procurement systems and going in there and saying, hey, do business with ABC company, even though she wasn't really ABC. She used the email addresses. She used everything. And these companies aren't really checking to see who they're working with. So they were just giving her probably about a million and a half dollars worth of business by the time it was caught. Oh, my God. So That's- I was just going to say, these people have to be catchable in the set, right? Like, Oh, we got her. Yeah. <gasps> this is the oh, good story. So good story. <laughs> Finally, the business owner who's, and it, it's very common, you know, like I, I work with, I am one, you know, like you're so busy, you're, you're, you're the business owner, you're yep. cleaning the office, you're doing HR, you're, you're everything, you're a small company. Well, she didn't notice that this was happening when she finally realized that she was like, hands up in the air, screaming, I want justice, I want to see her burn. So I was like, all right, let's see how far we could take it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, you know, you want to, you want to see a torch lit underneath these people, because you're so angry, because they, you know, it's right. a loss of money, it's embarrassing. Yes. It's deception. It's the time, it's the loss of time. Oh. Like, you know, I, I've got oh, to spend yeah. time and it's really? not an inconsequential amount of time, but it's it's that amount of time that I could be doing literally anything else that I now have to dedicate to this, and that that's that's why it's a crime. Okay, yeah. I'll put a pin, I'll put a pin on it in this one moment because I'll tell you what happened to this woman once because we did have her, we caught her. But this is the moment I would tell you to stop, Vinny, Kate. If you're my customer and you called up and you're like, I am so angry, <laughs> this yeah. I listen. A good detective will listen to your story. We want to hear it all come out, right? Because there's little details in that in that discussion. And then I'm going to tell you to take your thought, your um, feelings and put them to the side because your feelings have no business in detective work. We work right. in facts. We work in provable points. We work in details. Your, your sense of, and this is the word, betrayal has no business here. And that goes either from corporate fraud, personal business malice, or divorce cases. Ooh. Your sense of betrayal, the judge doesn't care. Yep. Doesn't care because we're talking about a disunion or a breakup of a business contract or some sort of associated business relationship or marital relationship. And everyone has hurt and they're all walking in there with, I want to tell my story. And these people have heard that story so many times that when you walk in with that sense of emotion, they tune you out. Yep. You walk totally. in like a boss and you own it you are, you're going to get what you want. So this woman, I, I had to back her away from her emotions, which were very hot. I did a very logistical and methodical investigation against the woman who stole against her. And then I found, I found the actual fraud and uh, gave it to the prosecutor's office. We actually had her, the other woman arrested. Oh, awesome. And, you know, so I was in, that was enough for my, you know, my client, my friend actually to go ahead and feel like she had her justice. She's like, I want to go to jail. And I'm like, she's never going to jail for stealing a couple bucks. You know, <laughs> we're not sending people to jail for this. Unfortunately, that should be, that's why I call it crime, but yeah, but she will never operate in this business again. Amazing. And that was like one that came all the way to the end. So that is a great story. And I have, uh, have two follow-up questions so far. I'm sure there will be more as we keep going. So <clears throat> I have, um, I'm sort of Gen X and I have 
family members who are boomer, who feel very, very strongly that social media is just the entryway into your bank accounts and your identity. And anybody who's on any kind of social media is a terrible, it's a terrible idea. I feel like there's got to be middle ground between putting your whole life out there and not having anything to do with social media at all. How bad is it to be on Facebook with like, okay, and Facebook makes it hard for you to set good um, security settings. They make it really complicated on purpose, I'm sure. Um, So honest opinion, how bad is that? You know, Kate, I'll I'll be straight up with you. We're never going to get individuals off of social media. And frankly, and I don't like going through the ages because, I mean, I've got 70 plus year olds who are, you know, way active on social media. And I've got, especially in <laughs> okay. my world, a lot of the younger generation are like, no, I'm not on social media because they feel the hesitancy and the worry. Really? And so there's, but you know what, those, these are people we could put in a box separate, right? Sure. I think that yeah. let's just take social media as a new platform where people can communicate. It's an absolutely wonderful construct where- mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially when, and remember, I mentioned I was a librarian first. So as a librarian in a community in North Jersey, like if I had kids or, or adults that came into my library, I can only serve them with the books and the stuff that was in that four walls. But if I had to, you know, have a kid who wanted to know about like left-handed purple people eaters and I had nothing <laughs> there, I would, that's how I got on the internet. I would start exploring the internet to find that kid, a community he could, or she could talk to. Nice. And they did. And it was wonderful. I was like, oh my gosh, this, this kid found community. So fast forward 30 years, community is now started and established in social media. So you're finding your people, like good example, Jeep owners like to put little yes. ducks on each other's cars, right? I didn't yeah. know that this was a thing until I was driving with a friend and I'm like, why do you have all these rubber ducks on your dashboard? <laughs> He's like, I'm getting ducked. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird. And I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you have small, squishy, little noisy objects on your dashboard? And he's like, it's a community. Yeah. So let's start with that. Let's enjoy our community. But would you walk into the middle of your Jeep, uh, you know, soiree down the shore, you know, and start talking about your personal habits, hygiene, or intimate family details? Like, like you wouldn't do that in person. So why are you doing it on social media? Totally. 100% just, correct. Just the kind of common sense, but this is why people do it, especially younger, not as aware, uh, uh, I'll say security aware. Yeah. Because you and I are talking to each other. We're facing each other right now. You know, I'm like admiring your hairstyle. I love your glasses. Your backdrop is really cool. Your green looks good on you. You know, like- <laughs> I'm totally talking to Kate right now. Everything rolling out of my mouth is between me and you, and you are my whole universe right now. Right. I'm not remembering that maybe 100 to 200 people will listen to this podcast after. Right. And who are those people? Mm-hmm. And what am I saying that they might be like, oh, Heatherington Group, I'm trying to compete with them. Let's see if Cynthia drops any little chestnuts out there I could pick up and use against her. Oh my God. And that's what happens with securities that you start talking about Uncle Roy and Aunt Mildred. And so those are your password, you know, defeats, or you start mentioning things like, I'm going to be away for the weekend. And, you know, thieves are going to come and rob your house. By the way, you don't need to be away for a weekend. Unless you're, unless you're living in the Ringwood mansion, and we've got that much furniture to move out. It's not going to take a weekend. I just need <laughs> to know you're going out to dinner with your, with your partner. Because it takes my cousin got robbed when she went out to walk her dog once. Oh, yeah. 
Take seven mm-hmm. and a half minutes. What? Seven yeah. and a half minutes. I mean, I guess like don't pick the same time every day to, to do something like that. <laughs> wow. Right on the money, Benny. Sorry, I, the power in my house went out. I, I've been out for I don't know how long now, but you know, yeah. Uncle Mildred, Aunt Mildred, or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm back on. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so caught up. I'm caught up. <laughs> so we just had a really fascinating conversation about social media. Um, and okay, I know that <laughs> this conversation, I knew it would be fascinating. It's going by too fast because it's, you know, I'm looking at the time, but I do want to ask one more follow up question before we do the break. Um, you mentioned divorce. And so I'm very curious how many investigations start with vindictiveness and end with actual substance? Because, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are divorced. I have, I was in a divorce. Um, I didn't do this, but I know that the emotion, as you said, runs really hot. And if you hand somebody over to you, just as a way to see what's there, just because you, you're feeling vindictive. How often does that actually turn into something? Well, in the state of New Jersey, which, and I do get these phone calls, and we, frankly, we don't actually do domestic cases. We steer clear of divorces and child custody cases. That's a different, and I could recommend a million, or excuse me, I can recommend a couple hundred <laughs> really solid investigators who are here to support that. The only time that it really matters is when we're talking about finding the assets. So if your spouse is creating other bank accounts or is moving money into a different channel and you are party to that money and then they're not admitting to it when you're all bringing your paperwork into the court system, that's that's a good reason for bringing in a detective to help the attorney. Let's start with them. Okay build your case so that you can get the funding that you deserve, need, or are party to. Um, You're going to spend more money on investigators and attorneys, though, in the end. The vindictiveness, I mean, I'll tell you, I had one gal reach out to me, and she was so mad at her husband because I think there was something going on with her yoga instructor. Um, She dropped a five-digit check in my lap and said, I want you to do everything. And I, you know, I was young and the works yeah <laughs> i mean we were bug sweeping her house i was checking her cell phone for you know extra apps on her it shouldn't have been there we were like playing the whole game but about about two bills in i stopped and i said this is really unnecessary you're you're really just using because she was using us as a show like he knew we were looking she was using us as her foil to try to poke him and i was like this is oh if a good detective, okay, a solid investigator will come back to the client and say, like, this has no real business in the business of what you're trying to accomplish here. We should be considered like, use us like accountants. We're really not that exciting. I know they make a lot of TV shows about us, but we're really like glorified accountants, attorneys, and law enforcement. We're kind of a blend of all that. That's a great answer. And you're right. Well, I'll give, oh, I think you're half right because you're, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying that it's, it's not always exciting, but I do think that it is kind of exciting. Like the, the stories, you can't make up the cuckoo's egg. You can't make up some of the, the shenanigans that people get up to. It's just, it's just bananas. I don't know. I've kind of through film noir and repeat watchings of Jessica Jones, I've kind of romanticized the whole private detective lifestyle. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. 
Well, yeah. much of our work is actually even in, like we're, we're licensed as private detectives in the state, but the majority of our work is in intelligence. So mm-hmm. where um, the joke is or the, the saying for me is I'm big brother's little sister. <laughs> we will monitor social media for threats against companies, executives or, or wow. if there's if there are campaigns of individuals who want to hurt, harm, disrupt or cause uh, business disruption on an institution, it's our role to make sure we get in front of it. Uh, similar to what a fusion center or an operation center would do, where they watch everything from travel, weather, protest uh-huh. groups, or other antagonist organizations coming onto uh, a campus. We will be monitoring for that to make sure that any of that activity is taken care of in the proper authorities. Amazing. Cool. All right, we got to take a break because if we don't, we're going to run out of time. (laughs) We'll be right back. And welcome back. It is now time for our lightning round, which today is brought to us by RWJ Barnabas. Cynthia, are you ready? Let's have it, Kate. All right. Favorite pizza topping? Mushrooms. Wow. I was not expecting mushrooms from your Jersey girl, right? Come on. Yeah. All right, it's acceptable. It's my <laughs> answer, and I'm standing by it. All right, I, I appreciate that you're you're taking a stand. Sure. Yeah, we'll give you that one. Um, to the television queen, what is the greatest TV show ever made? Scooby Doo. Oh good- man, I, I've been <laughs> neck deep in Scooby Doo. Let me tell you. <laughs> Great answer. All right, what did is you the- watch Velma at all? Were you into that? No, I did not. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't very good, but. It was a, it was an attempt to make Scooby Doo like, you know, an adult show. Let's say so. No, no, yeah. Scooby Doo is a detective. Please, let's keep out of all the themes. Sure, <laughs> love it. What is the most daring thing you've ever done? I really can't tell you that. <laughs> Dang it! I was hoping that you would be like, well, this one time I was scaling a roof. <laughs> there may it involved. I can't tell you this. It involved a dumpster, <laughs> an engagement ring. And a very kind police officer. Was it your engagement ring? I cannot. All right, all right, all right, all right. I tried. I tried to. I tried to get a little. You know. All right. That was amazing. Just that description is painting so many pictures in my head. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Favorite restaurant in New Jersey. Oh, tough one. Uh, Travados Due in Oakland. Nice. We have an bit. Oakland, New Jersey. Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> What county is Oakland in? Oakland's in Bergen County. Okay, Okay. that's why you don't know it. Yeah. All right. Farthest from New Jersey you've ever been? Wait, wait, time out. The the fact that we would say because it's in Bergen County, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything like six blocks from my house. (laughs) I know that's really far from where you live. So I just was throwing it out there like that. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I didn't mean to cast dispersions. Mm. (laughs) All right, farthest from New Jersey you've ever been? I've done overnight trips to Singapore. Ooh. Wow. You mean there and back overnight? Yes. Oh Wait, how, how long of a trip is it to Singapore by plane? About 24 hours, just oh under. God. Just under. I do lunch in LA. My customers have me flying all over the world. You are wow. Batman. You are like Batman. This is amazing. Even Batman, no, Batman mostly Batman just own, keeps yeah. it to Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but wow. That's amazing. Okay. 
Uh, are you a morning person? Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on from that, did what? you enjoy that? Like, do, is it enjoyable mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I got to be in LA in seven hours? You know, like. I love it because I don't do casework on airplanes because it's insecure. So I get huh. to watch all those TV shows. It's a vacation. And- yeah, it's like six hours of just intense reading or binge watching. Okay. Love that for you. Nice. That's amazing. All right. Uh, morning person or night owl? Morning. Nice. All right. All right. Last question. You got to get up pretty early in the morning to uh, trick Cynthia, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, my morning might be three o'clock in the morning. So that's true. That's true. Wow. Wow. All, All right. right. Go ahead. Last question. How many cats is too many cats? Oh, man, this is going to put me on it. Um, I'm not a cat person. This business is all about dogs. Uh, okay. Well, there you I don't not like cats. Uh, cats are nice, just not my cats. We're, we, My whole office is filled with dogs. We have dogs in the office. Aww, I was going to say, dogs are very detective friendly. Like you, you mentioned yeah. Scooby-Doo, but wasn't it, who's the other one? Was it Scruff McGruff? Who was the one that was like in the little detective costume? Oh, gosh. Well, it started with Grin Tin Tin there, Van. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, Lassie. and Lassie was a detective. I mean, did you not catch right. the, he's in the well? He's in the yeah, well. He's in the That's well. not detective work. That's, I walked <laughs> by and saw Timmy in a well, all right? Well, like, technically it's executive protection, so. Okay, uh, that's fair. We actually saw one of your dogs, at least, walking in the background. Yes. Oh, she's not a dog. That's the boss. That's Casey. Oh, Casey. Yeah. She's the boss. The whole building we uh, we operate at. We're here up in uh, Passaic County, and our and our intelligence center is located in a church. Amazing. And I bought a church so that I can have all the property around it, so that everyone could bring their dogs, and we take little breaks and play frisbee during the day. Oh, that's awesome! I love that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. All right, well, that was the light. So then, no cats is too many cats. I mean, yeah. clearly, yeah. One that's cat. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The cat question, Kate. I'm like, I really feel like that was personal. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's personal for me because I am a cat person. I have two and Vinny hates cats. And so it's a, it's a fight that we've been having for a while. All right. All right, all right. I'll, I'll throw Kate a bone here. How many dogs is too many dogs? Oh, not. There's, there is no number. There's no number. <laughs> there's no number. <laughs> I love it. How could you have too many dogs? I mean, wow. there's way too many people though. We can have way too many people. Sure. All right. The turnpike so is an example of that. <laughs> my cats love me and Vinny's dog could take or leave him. So it's I'm just true. It. It's Ooh. true. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. she's independent to a fault. Uh, like, <laughs> There, there are times where she wants to get kind of cuddly and we're just like, who are you? you know? <laughs> who are you to just walk in here now? Like of all the times that we were like, oh, go, go. And you were like, no. Apparently you put cookies in your pocket. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll right. think about that for next time. <laughs> all right, Kate. Kate, let's shout out the uh, the sponsor. Who, who, yes. Who, yes. Thank you. RWJ Barnabas. Thank you. They, they've sponsored the lightning round. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for uh, for playing the game with us. We appreciate that. Yeah, I wish we could just do that more. I um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess the, the I'm supposed to bring it back to business right now. So here's what I've got. It's 2023. Um, you guys are all about risk management and risk, you know, um, combat. What, what are some business risks that businesses should be on the lookout for in 2023? 
You know, I mean, it's a great question. In 2023 and going all the way up into the next four or five years, we're really looking at the trajectory of how the economy is affecting everything from, mm. uh, how, you know, what your new hiring decisions, uh, buying buildings, are they coming to work? Are they working from home? Like everything is becoming a little bit of a question mark for companies operating, whether you're small or large. So uh, a detective agency like us, or again, more intelligence and due diligence investigations, we will come in and we'll help you make a lot of those decisions. Either it's going to be competitive analysis on what your market looks like. So you understand what you're coming into. Um, big time, big decisions. A lot of Jersey companies are doing mergers. You know, two plumbing companies becoming one. Uh, one marketing admin company, you know, is, is working with an SEO company. Like lots of businesses are kind of joining up and joining forces because they realize they have a lot of compatible interests. The biggest breakdown of that is company culture. So you can, you know, in paper, you have two companies that are like, yeah, we're going to be great together. Think of all the telecommunication companies in New Jersey that merged and how hard that was. Yeah. The pharmaceuticals that we have and how hard that was. Law firms. Oh, law firms all day long. If senior leadership doesn't understand what the company cultures and how they differ from each other are going to be the biggest headache that they have that, you know, that they have an opportunity to get in front of before they make those big decisions and tell all their employees, by the way, you're going to be working with Harry, even though you, you're working against Harry for the last 10 years, then they're going to, they're going to need to, they're going to need to know that so that they could be better business decision makers. Then, you know, you got some of the scary stuff. We have business disruption happening because you have employees you're letting go. So, those disgruntled employees you might be letting go could be so disgruntled they've become a workplace violence issue. Mm. And we could come in and help with like threat assessments and understanding again, culture, you know, like, like problems don't just generate out of nowhere. People are always behind problems. So what a company like mine could do is come in and help you understand the people, whether they're your partners, they're your employees, they're your future employees, they're your counter employees, you know, any of that. And then just knowing what that whole market is in its holistic viewpoint down to the micro question, how many bags of beans does this bean seller sell every single day? We could get as nuanced as that and even tell you who's picking the beans. Are they using unionized labor or not? Are they paying you know, a kickback to a fraud scheme? Like there's all those different things, but what, what any company that specializes in the area that I do should be doing with an executive first is talking and saying, what are your concerns? What, are your, what do you see as your problems? What is your problem set? How can we help address it? And not frankly oversell. And you know, the one thing I will put in there and it's not anything against my, I love my law firms. I do, we do most of our work is actually for, accounting firms and law firms because who do businesses trust most but their accountant or attorney yep but when you come to a specialist business intelligence firm you're going to pay about a third of the price to get those answers and when you go to those law firms and those accounting firms by the way they're hiring me anyway you don't realize <laughs> we're in the back end getting those assignments because a lawyer is not going to sit there and go and do those deep dive research you know, for you, yeah. you're making seven, 800 bucks an hour, they're going to farm that work out and then step on it and pass that work through. If you need that to go to court, then you should be working with them. But if you just need to get those darn answers, then, you know, call us directly. So 
I, I know that we're just about out of time, but I have a follow-up question because I'm just fascinated. When you investigate a company's culture, what are the questions that you ask and who do you ask in order to formulate the answer? Because I have to assume when you go into a company, people are like, best behavior. If this is a stranger, this is somebody from outside, you know, we don't air dirty laundry. Uh-huh. How do you, how, hey, how do you? You don't know I'm in there. Oh, Kate, Kate, we're looking from the outside. You're already at, you're already, you know, well, hello, my new generation. You're Kate, already- Cynthia is standing behind you right now. You don't see it in the reflection on the glass. The broad, the broadcasting you're doing in social media. I mean, think about the big trend we have in environmental, social and governance now. Uh-huh. That's my firm getting all that information collated and put together for you. The whole point of governance is compliance. Are you working within the statutes and the limitations that your government requires of you in your institution? In your environmental, are you meeting all of those requirements? Are you doing exactly like you could have been a smelting plant in Newark in 1930s? Are you still dumping stuff in the Passaic or in the Newark waterways? And the most important, what many of us are concerned about now is social. Yeah. You say you're, you're a squawk box saying like, we care about all our employees. We want you to use all the pronouns. We want to be very diverse, you know, like I am the lady who won the diversity uh, security leader of the year. You know, I was me. So if I look at you and you say you're the same and I see that you're not hiring people that look and feel like your community or have different outlooks or different opinions and different thoughts that everyone looks the same, then you are not meeting what you are selling. And that is your competitor's best resource because they will call you out on that. And I will do that all and I'll find it all on your social media. I'll find it all in your corporate filings. I will find it everywhere that you broadcast, which is everywhere. I just got really scared. I know, right? That that came off 100% as a threat. I literally had to take a minute. You delivered all of that with a big smile on your face, but it like, it was scary. Remember public librarian first. There you go. Please. You need to leave the building now. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> you dropped those books off on the desk. Perfectly Cynthia, done. is there anything coming up you'd like to promote? Um, we're doing a lot of online training. Anyone could come and visit our website, heatheringtongroup.com. We actually are doing a counter-trafficking exercise this weekend. We're really excited to be supportive of uh, an organization called Skull Games. If anyone's interested, it's skullgames.io, just like it sounds. And that is to go after persons of interest who happen to be victimizing mostly women into doing horrible things and uh, against their will and have kept them in uh, prison-like environments. So our team, we work and orchestrate with volunteers to help uh, liberate, liberate and help free, to identify and liberate with the partnership of law enforcement agencies. So please do if you can. I'd love everyone to look at skullgames.io. Vinny, one other thing, there's another group called Raven. And Raven is also generated by New Jer- retired New Jersey State Trooper, um, Internet Crimes Against Children's Commander, John Pizzurro. We're out there trying to help um, state police agencies stop and prohibit and, and disrupt more child crimes. So 
uh, underfunded, undermanned, and underappreciated. The, the, the toughest job in policing today is dealing with crimes against children. So these two organizations stop people from treating other people like trash. I believe wholeheartedly in them. Anyone visits my website, they could see us talking about either of these two things. And anyone is always welcome to reach out to me. I'm a librarian first. I love answering questions. There is no stupid question. If I can't answer it, I will direct you to the person who can. Awesome. And speaking of directing, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, take advantage of some of your services, maybe they don't trust somebody or something in their lives, how can they get a hold of you? Heatheringtongroup.com is our website. And uh, LinkedIn, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if they just want to drop me a DM there, you know, maybe even more discreet, they could do that. They can also call me at 973-706-7525 cool. or 24-7. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. I could literally talk to you for the rest of the day, but um, unfortunately, we have to go back to work. That is our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comps, so check them out. And finally, huge, gigantic thank you to Cynthia Hetherington with the Hetherington Group for taking such an amount of time with us today. It was fascinating and fantastic. Thank you. I can't wait to have you back. Thanks to both of you. I, I love the show. I get the energy. And as a New Jersey resident, I'm super proud. Oh, thank Yay. you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.